You're listening to the Her Leadership Coach Podcast for the quietly determined career woman who's looking to step up into her first or next level leadership role. If you're looking to make a bigger, more positive difference in your organization, you've come to the right place. Well, hello, welcome in. It's Rochelle. On today's episode of Her Leadership Coach, I'm going to touch on something that you might think is controversial, and yet I think it's probably a more widely held belief than we think. And that is that leadership training has let us down. Now, of course, this is not going to be a podcast about me simply punching down on traditional approaches. I am also going to look at what the research tells us does work, and uh, we'll get into that towards the end here. But Let's start with looking at how traditional leadership training is run. Uh, And I'm going to sort of take you a little bit on my journey before we get into the nitty gritty of that. I've been on a number of leadership trainings over my career. Although, as is often the case, uh, in fact, I think too often the case, I became a leader before I got any training in how to be a leader. This was back early on in my career, so I feel like I've had two careers, and you might have heard me talk about this before, but I have my BC career, my before children career, and when I was about 23, 24, I was appointed to lead my first team. So for about three years, I led teams, uh, started with quite a large team and then ended with quite a small team. And I'd had no training whatsoever in how to lead or even how to be a manager, right? I was good at my job. I was good at what I was doing. And so I got promoted into the roles. And look, I don't think I did a bad job. I was young. (laughs) I am a naturally empathetic person. I was pretty patient for the most part. Sometimes I have impatience, but generally not with people. And I'm a pretty good teacher having three sisters that I, you know, even ran uh, pretend classrooms with. So I think I also consider myself lucky that in those early years, the team that I had were really good. Uh, just, you know, great people. And I never needed to have any difficult conversations, performance conversations at work. Everybody got along and for the most part, everybody did great work. Then I had the kids, took a break from career world and 12 years later, stepped back into a large organization where I knew I would have room to progress. And as I worked my way up and got closer to leadership roles, I started getting sent on leadership courses. This was like a new world to me. I got sent on courses like communicating for results and performance conversations and performance leadership and leading self and others. I went and got all the coursework out from these courses while I was preparing for this podcast and started flicking through some of them. And honestly, some of it's good content. A lot of it's repetitive, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I know we need to hear things many times before they sink in. And even when they sink in, we can hear them in different ways as we grow. So not minding the repetition. Um, And there are frameworks in there that I have rediscovered more recently that I use all the time, right? Um, There were sections on mindfulness, Uh, sections on emotional intelligence. There was even a section on perception versus truth, which is one of the key mindset shifts we cover in the Her Leadership Way Manifesto. So I was like, 
this is some pretty good stuff, right? So why am I here saying that leadership training has let let us down? Well, there are three things that I see that I have experienced and the research backs up that aren't working with the traditional approach. And the first is that leadership courses tend to be a series of one-off events. So it might be a one day, maybe two days, even three days in the classroom training with your peers and colleagues. More recently with uh, hybrid working, it's been six three-hour virtual sessions across you know, three weeks or even across three months is, is the one that I've been on most recently. And during the sessions, whether they're in person or not, you might be distracted or you might be fully engaged and you know, totally loving it. Only then you go back to work and the work is piled up in your absence. You have these email notifications that feel like they're literally yelling at you with their big red dots. Um, And then because you've been away, everyone is coming to your desk and, you know, or, or phoning you and just need a minute of your time. And suddenly there's no time to remember what you've just learned, let alone put it into practice. Which brings me to the second way leadership training has let us down. And that is, it tends to be more theory than practice, right? So let's say the topic du jour, the topic of the day is how to coach your team. So they teach you the GROW model, which in case you haven't heard of it, stands for goals. So what's the objective of the section? Uh, R is reality, what's currently happening? Uh, Then we go to options, expand the person's options through a bit of brainstorming. And then finally, the W is for wrap up. So what are you going to do from here? And as a coaching model, it's a pretty solid model. They might, in a course, give you an overview of each piece of the framework. They might even give you the questions that you should ask in each piece of the framework. But coaching is experiential, right? I've been through coaching Uh, certification and when you go through it you need hours of practice first because it's the subtleties that come with practice that hearing what's not being said or listening for words that indicate where the person might be blocked or the questions that you ask them that just you can see have landed with this oof uh, you know and and they're like oh you really got me I really need to think about that 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 skill comes from putting the, the skills and the questions into practice that you've been taught. And an hour block in a course just isn't going to do that for you. And sure, you can come back to your team and maybe start practicing if you remember to. But who's giving you the feedback? Who's letting you know, yeah, that was such a good question. Or um, you could have asked that one maybe think about doing it this way, or I don't think you were listening in that part. So without that feedback, how do you know you're not just getting practiced at doing things the wrong way? Uh, I used to have a tennis coach that said a line to me often, it was drummed into me. uh, We used to have that saying, practice makes perfect, right? And what he used to say is, nah, Correct practice makes perfect. And I think that applies especially in this case. Um, And then the final reason that I think leadership training is letting us down 
is traditionally it is aiming to improve your skills and your capabilities, perhaps even your behaviors, what you're doing. It looks at the skill of coaching or having difficult conversations, the behavior of asking open-ended questions or maintaining eye contact, which all seems reasonable, right? That's what we are led to believe learning is all about. That's what we're t- how we're taught at school. Uh, and yet there is a piece of the puzzle that we're missing here. And I think probably we're missing at school as well. It's like we're trying to fix a leaky boat without checking what's below the waterline, right? So there's a model. I don't know if you've heard about Robert Diltz, his name is Robert Diltz's uh, neurological levels model. And I came across this a number of years back, and it's a fascinating concept that explains why some changes stick and others just, uh, well, they don't. (laughs) So if you picture this model as a ladder with different rungs, it goes from uh, the bottom being environment up to behavior, capabilities, beliefs, values, identity, and then purpose or connection or bigger picture or spirituality at the top rung. So traditional leadership loves to hang out on the rungs of capabilities and behaviors. And again, it makes sense, right? It's all about enhancing your skills uh, or tweaking your behaviors such as, you know, open into questions and being able to ask them or maintaining eye contact throughout the conversation. And these are definitely important, the skills, the behaviors, they're all important. There is no doubt about that. But here's where the hiccup happens. What if your higher levels on the ladder, so your personal beliefs, your values, your sense of identity, are not in sync with these shiny new behaviors, skills, capabilities that you're being taught. So imagine you've just learned the art of asking powerful questions, right? But deep down inside, you have this belief that questioning authority is a total no. You've got this mismatch there that's going to throw a wrench in the works. Or let's say you've mastered the skill of maintaining eye contact to build rapport. But in your culture, direct eye contact is considered pretty rude. Now you've got this identity of your culture that's butting heads with your newly learned behavior. And what's the result? Well, it's not going to be the smooth leadership growth that you're aiming for. So without checking in on these deeper layers, any changes on the behavior or capability level can be a bit like putting a fresh coat of paint on a crumbling wall. It looks good for a little while, but you know it's not going to last. The real magic happens when we delve into your beliefs and values, getting them all lined up with the skills you're learning. We need to connect your identity, your sense of self, making sure that these new behaviors are not just an act, right? You're not just faking it until you make it, but they become part of who you truly are. Or you do the behaviors aligned with who you truly are.
So in a nutshell, lasting change and genuine leadership growth isn't just about improving what's on the surface. It's about aligning every rung on that neurological levels leadership ladder. So despite the challenges and the lack of return on investment that organizations say come from many of the leadership workshops that are run, they still continue to invest heavily in leadership development. But as you can probably see from the conversation so far, the main issue is not a lack of access to information, especially in this day of, uh, you know, Google search engines and now ChatGPT. Information is all around us. It's more about how to turn that new knowledge and those new skills into successful habits during the speed and complexity of our daily work. So what do we do? Okay, well, let me share a few of the things I've tried that have worked for me to some extent and some ideas from the latest research. So I left one of the leadership courses I went on about six years ago feeling really inspired. It had some really different topics from the other leadership courses I'd been in, covered things like positive psychology, human motivations. There were even some things in there that touched on identity. So I, I don't know, it just felt good to me at the time. And I didn't really dive into those topics until after the time that that course was on. And I knew based on previous experience that unless I had the opportunity to focus on one thing at a time and not just focus, but practice it, then all of these newfound skills or newfound knowledge to create skills were going to quickly slip away. So this time I formed a small accountability group with two of my colleagues who had done the same course with me. We'd all gone through it together and a number of other people. And we set a time. So each month we would meet with the workbook in hand and we would choose a particular skill that we wanted to work on, that we wanted to practice. We would refresh our memory with the information in the book and focus on putting that skill to work for the month ahead. And then next time we met, we would share how we went, reflect on what went well uh, and what we could do better and chose the next skill. And we would get feedback from the other two people in the room about what they were hearing, maybe what they had noticed as well uh, and what they thought might work, you know, that you might be able to try the next time around. And so that worked really well for at least three months until unfortunately our manager at the time decided that it wasn't a good use of our time and put a stop to it. Now that's a conversation for another day. Uh, and I, you know, it's not just that often these things can peter out. Uh, someone can move on to a new job. Our day jobs get too busy and we just don't have time to meet, you know, and the meeting gets pushed forward and pushed forward until finally we give up on it. But when it works, it works really well. The next thing I tried came about because I had realized that one of the skills I wanted to practice was more coaching. Now, as I mentioned, I had done my coach certification and it was about 10 years prior to this time. And I had a business coaching back in the day, but I hadn't had a lot of practice for at least the last eight years at the time that I uh, started this up. So I started up what I called a coaching circle which was gathering together a group of women who were just below manager level. And each of us coached one person 
and were coached by a different person. So it was like a circle, right? And I really enjoyed the group. It was full of some of the most amazing women I have met. In fact, it was part of the impetus for starting up Her Leadership Way because I could see how amazing these women were and yet not breaking through into that leadership level. A couple of other things I learned from the coaching circle that not everyone makes a good coach, uh, particularly if they're not given the right tools and uh, feedback and practice. And not everyone is coachable, which was a big realization for me and really important, I think, for you know being in the role that I am now in her leadership way. And then also that people have different commitment levels to turning up. So uh, often, you know, we, we had a group of 12, but we would often have four or five turn up on any given uh, meeting. Uh, interestingly, the research shows that peer coaching groups like this is a really helpful practice for leaders and emerging leaders. So uh, if that's something that you can pull together, then I highly recommend giving it a go. Uh, and it is actually one of the things that I uh, show how to do within the academy, the Accelerate Your Leadership Academy. Now, the final approach I want to touch on today is the idea of working out loud with your leadership. And you might be going, huh, what are you talking about? Hear me out. So you might have heard of the 70-20-10 principle when it comes to learning. If not, the principle suggests that only 10% of our learning is done through formal education. 20% comes from others through things like mentoring or coaching. And a whopping 70% comes from on-the-job experiences. So in essence, the most effective learning happens not in the classroom, but right there in the thick of things while we're navigating our daily roles. Now, in an ideal world, we'd have an abundance of great leadership role models to learn from, right? Unfortunately, the reality is quite different. Um, great leaders, those who we can truly look up to and learn from, can be hard to find. In fact, Gallup found that there is only uh, 18% of leaders are great leaders. 82% are mediocre or poor. Uh, so that's not great. And that's exactly where working out loud, or as I like to say, leading out loud, can be such a game changer, right? When you lead out loud... As an impactful leader, you're not just leading in a vacuum. You're then opening up your leadership process, what it is that you're doing, why you're making decisions, uh, why you might be you know, using this chance to set a vision or talk through communication with your team. You're making it visible and transparent. You're showing your team your thought patterns and how you handle challenges and you're giving them a front row seat to your leadership style in action. Now, it can be a little bit vulnerable, but what's the upside of that? So first off, it allows you to get real-time constructive feedback from your team. They are right there watching and learning from you so they can provide insights into what you might have missed. And let's face it, whether you are a great leader or a mediocre leader, we all have blind spots. Uh, so this kind of feedback can be invaluable. It is, it is such a gift when you get this. But here's another beautiful thing about leading out loud. 
It helps your team members see the inner workings of leadership and it gives them this clearer picture of what being a leader entails and can really inspire them to step up to leadership roles themselves because they can see themselves in you. They can see that, yes, this is something I can do. So I hope that has inspired you to lead out loud. Now, as we wrap up this episode, I do want to touch on the Accelerate Your Leadership Academy. It is open for new members right now as this podcast is. Uh, It is designed to bridge those gaps we've talked about today. So it takes the best of traditional leadership training. Yes, there are some great bits and it fuses it with this more holistic transformational approach to leadership training. So in the academy, we don't just focus on teaching skills and behaviors. We guide you to digging deeper, to exploring your values, your beliefs, and your identity, and then to work to align your entire self with the leader that you want to become. It's not about quick fixes. Uh, So if you're wanting to become a leader, overnight this is not the place for you in fact leadership is probably not the place for you if that's what you're looking for but it is about sustainable growth and development we do embrace the power of experiential learning right so we take that 70 20 10 principle to heart so we provide you with a supportive community where you can learn from others and share your journey And you get to practice your real world challenges with a peer who can give you on the spot feedback. In a nutshell, the Academy is not just about making you a better leader. It is about transforming you into a leadership role model for others. Because the world definitely needs more of those. Wouldn't you agree? All right. Thanks for joining me this week. If you want to continue the conversation about leadership training or being a leader from the inside out, come and join us in the Women in Leadership Facebook group. Uh, You can search for that on Facebook or you'll find the link in the show notes. I also want to let you know that some of this podcast was created with the assistance of artificial intelligence. Now, the ideas, the examples, language, all still mine. However, I do occasionally get help with editing the audio, writing my show notes, and the occasional save from writer's block. It saves me time, which is so valuable for me as a busy entrepreneur and career woman. And as a leader, this is an area you should be experimenting with by now as it will revolutionize the way we work. And I do not want you to miss out on that. If you got value out of this episode, I really would love it if you could share it with others. Let them know that this exists and that they can get value from it too. And of course, if you've been listening to podcasts for any amount of time, you will know that rating the show and leaving a review helps others to find the show. And I would really appreciate it. Until next week, continue to lead the way her way.